Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode with Jackie Sanders. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Jackie Sanders, and I'm the chief editor of RDH Magazine. Today, I'm hanging out with one of my fun friends, Carrie Lepichek. Hello, Carrie. How are you today? I'm great, Jackie. How are you? I am good. It's like just last week, we were uh, sharing hugs and getting smart while we were hanging out at AOSH in Florida. I know. What an amazing conference that was. It was so great to see so many people there and to learn all the knowledge that they have to pass on to the next generation. Honestly, talk about inspiring. I know. I I always leave there. It's like there is so much here we've got to share with our readers. So that being said, today we're going to talk a little bit about an article that you recently wrote for RDH Magazine. It was printed in the September issue and it was titled, Are You Proactive or Reactive? with your Carrie's risk patients. And in that article, you talk a lot about the assessment process. So would you review that with me and our listeners? Yes. So assessment is something I am slightly passionate about. I'm slightly passionate about a lot of things, but it all starts with the assessment phase. And I feel like as dental hygienists, we skip over this because we're so stuck on getting rid of the calculus and the stain. And we miss sometimes the foundational building blocks to have a conversation with our patients, to identify disease. And we're so busy doing our procedures. So I think assessment is something that we have to unpack more. And it can include so many things, Jackie like parental charting, taking radiographs, disclosing, looking at salivary diagnostics, talking about nutrition and gut health. All of these things can be part of our assessment strategies so we can better help our patients. Yes. And, you know, oftentimes we hear from hygienists, I just don't have time for all of this. And one thing that we learned and heard numerous times while we were at this conference is A lot of this stuff can be discussed while you are providing treatment rather than talking about the weddings and the dog and the new baby and the new move. You can actually be talking about your patient's health rather than just catching up on idle chat. I agree. And I feel like there's a lot of that time that's wasted on that idle chat. And that's where I try to utilize my time as efficient as I can. And it's really shifted my patient's understanding and their want to get better. If we use our time and choose the communication and choose the conversation, we can then guide them into the side of health because that's really where our country needs to go. or Both of our countries need to go um, is into the side of health. Yeah. And, and for those who don't know, Carrie is from Canada. So. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's really funny because we talked earlier this morning and then I had a doctor's appointment. So my head was in a very interesting space and it was just an annual exam going over my blood work. But my doctor came in, said, how are you doing? How have you been? And from there on out, the appointment was about my health. It wasn't about my husband or anything else. It was about all these different questions that he kept asking me and writing things down and checking things. And, and, you know, 
I value that so much more because I feel like he is actually paying attention to me rather than my personal life. I agree. And I think that that's where we have to remember we are in the medical profession and we have to have some chit chat to create that relationship. But you can really take that relationship to the next level from discussing and utilizing the assessment, taking the time to talk to them about their health history, linking it to the systemic conditions that maybe they have. And it's shocking some of the stuff we see clinically that is linked to our assessment or that is linked to systemic diseases. And we can really connect the dots and reach out and start this collaboration piece. Yeah. And and I think you, the more we do that, the less the appointment becomes routine for us as hygienists. It becomes more personable for the patient. And I also think then the patient begins to understand the wealth of knowledge that their dental hygienist carries. I feel like I, 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 I completely agree with you. And I feel like if we focus on the assessment, but I like to use instead of assessment, risk assessment or risk level and identify those patients as low, moderate or high. And when you use that term with your patients, they want the information, they want to dive further. And it just helps build your conversation. And you're going to have patients that are saying yes to treatment, all over the place and they will refer them because they know that you're going to look after them differently than the previous care provider did. Yeah, absolutely. So I I thought of this, I don't even know why this crossed my mind right now, Carrie, and we didn't talk about this earlier, but this article is about Carrie's risk assessment. Mm -hmm. So I think about the pediatric patient Mm -hmm. and you have the child in the chair and you're doing a Carrie's risk assessment on them. When do you share this information with the parent if they're not in the room? So I'll get my assessment data usually together and then Mm -hmm. I will pause and I go out and speak to the parent and I say, hey, this is what we found. Um, I think we need to take a different approach or a different plan. And I make sure I've got the consent of the parent. But I feel like when we find something that's so pertinent and informative, we have to stop and share. If we keep going along the same path, we keep getting the same results. So Mm -hmm. I find that very important to bring it to the parent's attention at that time. And so oftentimes, and and I'm going back to my day, oftentimes that child is that you're working with is glued into the TV on the ceiling or there are headphones that they brought. Um, How do you interrupt that child's pattern and educate them on what's going on? So I am been talking disclosing for 15 years. And I think disclosing is the best key. And I usually say, oh, hold on a second. I don't ever tell kids we want to stop the TV. I just said, we're going to put a pause on that. Let's pause it. And they're like, oh, then they don't get as many objections. And I turn off the TV and I take the headset off and I just say to them, hey, we really want to make sure your teeth are clean because the less time you have to spend here, the happier usually you are. Let's work at a way to find, let's work at a way together that you can remove this plaque, this bacteria, these bugs on your teeth. So we then won't have as many holes and won't have as many problems. Are you interested? They're like, yes, let's see. Slap on the disclosing solution, do your oral hygiene at the beginning of your appointment. And that's usually how I kind of captivate them. And the parents, the same thing. Often when there's disclosing involved, I try to ask the parents to come in so they can see it. And then they understand maybe why the child's having some decay. And that leads up a conversation of nutrition and diet habits and pH and all of those things of the mouth as well to assess. Well, and it's so fun to hear disclosing again. It's it's kind of like we've gone full circle. You know, it for many, many years it was very popular. And mm-hmm. then 
I, I think it, it kind of got a bad rap because it was always the, the red stuff that stained and ended up all over the waiting room in the doctor's office. But then all of these companies have come out with new styles, new brands, new ways to apply, and it has become an asset for the dental hygienist once again. So I can't tell you how many people I've talked to on podcasts that are once again using disclosing and using it as the platform to educate your patient rather than you just chattering at them the whole time. Well, it when I disclose them, it's not Carrie says they have to do better. Carrie's showing them that there's a potential concern. And I love the disclosing solutions that have two or three colors because it gives you the journey of how long that bacteria has been there. So I feel like as well with our patients, when I'm talking to them, particularly let's talk about disclosing. If it's pink, it's usually less than 24 hours old. And I always say, hey, let's not worry as much about that. Let's focus on the blue. So I always give them that room, wiggle room, so that way then we are never always, we're never unhappy, but we can give them the suggestions moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we have piqued a lot of interest with uh, our listeners and our colleagues today. I want to tell you guys once again, the article is in the September issue of RDH, Are You Proactive or Reactive? And Carrie has provided us with a wealth of reference resources with her article. So you can actually go in and learn more about this, get the science behind you and start talking to your patients on a different level. Carrie, is there anything that we've missed? Is there anything like a tip and trick, the first way to really get started diving into this assessment process that you would want to share? Sure. I want to encourage you just to try. Take that first step with one patient. One patient a day will change your career, will change your conversation. And, you know, think about, read the article, maybe something will stand out to you and just make that first step and try. Listen to as many podcasts as you can. Reach out to the people because we have great verbiage and opportunities to help guide you as far as implementing it. But if you don't start, you never will change. So I encourage you just to take that first step. That sounds like what we tell our patients. If you don't start, you're never going to change. Now we're now we're challenging our colleagues. I love it. Well, <laughs> Carrie, as always, it is so great to see you today. I've been fortunate. I got to see you last week. I got to hang out with you twice today, and I'm sure I'll get to hang out with you again. So thank you for your time today. To our listeners, thank you for spending 10 minutes with Carrie and I. And uh, everybody have fun with your assessments, your disclosing, challenging yourself with just one patient a day. Thanks so much, Carrie. No problem. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.